Welcome to MoFo Perspectives, a podcast by Morris and Forster, where we share the perspectives of our clients, colleagues, subject matter experts, and lawyers. Hello, welcome to the Above Board Podcast. This is your host, Dave Lynn. I'm co-chair of Morrison Forster's Corporate Finance Capital Markets Practice, and I'm pleased today to be joined by my colleagues, Stacey Sprinkle, Gareth Reese, and Patrick Spate. Stacy is based in the firm's San Francisco office, and she serves as co-chair of Morrison Forster's Environmental, Social, and Governance Practice, and she also leads the firm's Global Ethics and Compliance Practice as a member of the firm's Global Anti-Corruption Team. Gareth is based in the London office of Morrison & Forster, and he advises clients on a wide range of matters, including sanctions, fraud, money laundering, bribery, accounting, and these days, ESG compliance, including things like human rights issues, the UK Modern Slavery Act, and other matters are a significant part of his practice. And Patrick is based in the firm's Berlin office, and he advises clients on compliance and corporate governance and is conducting internal investigations, and his practice has a particular emphasis on ESG matters as well. Thank you all for joining me today. We're going to talk about a very important topic that's pretty much top of mind for directors at global companies these days, and that is the issue of human rights. And the focus on human rights in business has been increasing. How should boards really think about the corporation's responsibility and the risks that arise as they relate to human rights. Thanks, Dave. Well, human rights is a really broad concept, as I think we can all understand and imagine. In 2011, the UN introduced the UN Guiding Principles on Business and Human Rights, which are a set of guidelines defining the key duties and responsibilities of both states and businesses with regard to business-related human rights abuses. But there's a lot that sits there. And so I'm going to highlight just some of the key issues, kind of food for thought before we dig into a deeper conversation about the laws and where things currently sit. But some areas to consider when thinking about how a business could have a negative impact on human rights include forced or compulsory labor or modern slavery, and ensuring that there's no such forced labor in your own operations or in your supply chain. Relatedly, child labor and human trafficking. Concepts around discrimination related to employment harassment in the workplace or threatening or unsafe working conditions all sit within human rights. Ensuring freedom of association and also the free expression of faith is also a concept related to human rights. Protecting the confidentiality of personal data, we may not think of that as a human rights issue, but it clearly is. Another one is just considering the impact on local communities and indigenous peoples' lands of business activities. So for example, new construction, resource extraction, and thinking about how operations might pose risks to local or neighboring communities, for example, exposure to toxic chemicals. Another one is forced relocation of communities, and in particular, when communities have to be relocated for a project, making sure that it's not done without adequate notice, consultation, or compensation. And then thinking about these issues, not only in your own operations and in your supply chains, but also with regard to the companies you may be investing in. So in other words, where are you putting your money and are you supporting ongoing human rights violations by investing in a company or a project 
that is negatively impacting human rights for local communities or indigenous people or otherwise. Another interesting dynamic is just a recent focus on addressing environmental grievances through a human rights lens. So for example, the impact of climate change through a lens of the human rights impacts on, say, local communities. So those are some things to think about when you're thinking about business and impact on human rights. And from a regulatory perspective, what's driving the increased focus on human rights in business right now? Well, perhaps the most significant at the moment is Germany's new legislation, specifically introducing duties on companies to exercise due diligence over their global supply chains, which has entered into force on 1st of January 2023, so it's really new. In scope, companies are required to implement human rights related and environmental due diligence standards along their supply chains. And non-compliance may result in substantial penalties. In addition, in February of last year, the EU Commission at the European level adopted a proposal for a EU-wide corporate sustainability directive which would introduce similar but even stricter supply chain due diligence requirements than the German law just mentioned. And in September 2022, the EU Commission announced its proposal for a regulation on prohibiting products made with forced labor from entry into the EU market. These developments combined with more robust reporting requirements under the EU Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive are driving substantial focus on human rights for corporations in Europe. And finally, there's other legislation in many different jurisdictions, including the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act in the US, the UK Modern Slavery Act, the French Loi de Vigilance, as well as pending legislation in the state of New York the Netherlands, Switzerland, and Japan. So it sounds like at this point there is a number of existing and potential future requirements that apply across the range of several countries. How do you see this impacting companies that aren't necessarily covered by any of these specific laws or requirements? Well, the truth is that many global companies see where this is headed and are not taking a jurisdiction-by-jurisdiction approach, but rather are taking a look at their global supply and value chains and demanding representations of compliance and conducting audits, etc. And virtually every company is a customer or a supplier or counterparty to companies that are covered by these requirements or that are affirmatively tackling these issues. So really, from this perspective, all companies need to be prepared for these demands. And now is the time for them to get their house in order. And incidentally, this comes at a time when US issuers are preparing for proposed SEC rules requiring disclosures related to scope three emissions. The need to understand emissions and human rights practices of supply chains is causing many companies to take a step back to assess third-party risk holistically 
as many companies have historically addressed third-party risk in a more siloed way. For example, procurement addressing some risks, IT or InfoSec addressing other risks, and compliance addressing yet further risks. Certainly one consideration is litigation risk. How should boards and companies be thinking about that aspect of these developments? Yeah, I think that's a great question. First, litigation risks have materialized already. In Germany, for example, we have seen a civil damage claim brought by an individual victim of alleged violations of work safety-related human rights in Pakistan. The claim was based on the argument that the third country supply of the German defendant company had not observed work safety standards, which led to a massive catastrophe causing deaths and injuries, and that the German company should have exercised enhanced due diligence when selecting and monitoring the supplier. Another example are criminal complaints brought by NGOs in Germany and the Netherlands against certain textile manufacturers based on allegations that they sourced raw material from regions where the human rights of their suppliers' employees were allegedly abused. And finally, business and human rights civil cases have reached the Supreme Court in the UK and the Netherlands. So in the cases Okpabi versus Shell and Vedanta, the UK Supreme Court found that a UK parent company may be held liable for the overseas operations of their non-UK subsidiaries given that the UK parent company may owe a duty of care to third parties harmed by the non-UK subsidiary. In the Netherlands, in the Urgenda case, the Dutch Supreme Court imposed a legally binding target and deadline for the Dutch government to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions, finding that climate change poses a real and immediate threat to the right of life a legal obligation implemented under the European Convention on Human Rights. I'd like to jump in as well, just from the U.S. perspective, and say that I think there's shareholder litigation and derivative litigation risk here as well. We've seen shareholder litigation focused on companies' environmental and diversity, equity, and inclusion-related disclosures. And human rights are likely to become a target for shareholder suits as well. For example, if a company has a significant human rights issue, but has made affirmative statements about its commitments to human rights, not only in their K's or Q's, but in other documents, such as the Code of Ethics. Just to give an example, in March of 2020, a large company settled a securities class action lawsuit for $240 million based on claims that statements in its Code of Conduct and Code of Ethics concerning its policies and procedures against sexual harassment were false or misleading. It's just not difficult to envision a similar approach being taken with regards to human rights. A human rights issue could also result in derivative litigation and, for example, in allegations that directors breach their fiduciary duties and failing to provide sufficient oversight. And key questions in such litigation would be, did the directors fail to monitor the company's operations? What did the directors do to oversee the issue? Was the corporation actually harmed? So just food for thought, I think that this is an area ripe for potential litigation in a number of jurisdictions and on a number of fronts. 
What should boards be doing now to make sure that their companies are adequately focused on this issue? Ask questions. Always ask questions and make sure the company understands its legal requirements and has a plan to deal with those requirements. And most important of all, is sufficiently resourced. But also ensure the company is thinking beyond compliance, looking round the corner rather than focusing merely on the current technical legal requirements, and has a really good understanding of where it might have significant human rights risks as well as opportunities. And finally, make sure that board discussions about human rights are very carefully documented. What are the three takeaways that our listeners should come away with this podcast thinking about? So first, to echo what Gareth and Patrick have said, the legislation is coming. So one key takeaway is don't wait for it. Understand your risks now and be prepared not only for that legislation, but for counterparty requests that if they're not already coming, they will be coming. Even if the enforcement risks here do not seem significant at this point, the risks in terms of potential litigation and reputational and financial impacts could be substantial. Second, human rights issues, they're inextricably linked with other key compliance risks, including anti-corruption and sanctions. So recognizing the interplay between these risks and in terms of how you think about your company and its processes for risk mitigation is essential. And third, I would say recognize the opportunity here. Take a step back and look at risk, including third-party risk in particular. Look at those risks holistically. This is a moment where we can take a more integrated approach to risk and risk mitigation. Great. Well, thank you all for your insights on this very important topic. Please make sure to subscribe to the MoFo Perspectives podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like more information on this topic, please visit mofo.com slash podcasts. Again, that's mofo, M-O-F-O dot com slash podcasts.